temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me when the sun sets summer. With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. We are in studio with Matt Deering. Matt, it's been a while. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Um, you have been, you've kept yourself busy. You're the <laughs> kind of person that keeps himself busy no matter what. I try to. You know, if there's uh, something that you care about, you're passionate about, I think it's your obligation to, you know, keep involved no matter uh, if one avenue for your advocacy fails. You know, you got to keep on trucking, keep pushing. So, I'm uh, happy to be very involved with the Eastside Parkways Coalition, very happy to be back here on WBEN, on Hardline with you. I know we've had a couple conversations over the past year and a half, and I'm looking forward to having more of them. Now, this uh, describe the East Parkside Coalition. Um, describe that for the listeners who might be hearing this for the first time. Sure. So the Eastside Parkways Coalition is a group of community members on Humboldt Parkway, the surrounding area, um, as well as some university professors, environmental scientists, and quite a few organizations who have come together in the wake of the release of the Department of Transportation's plans to cap and cover a portion of the Kensington Expressway between Sydney and Dodge Streets. Um, we've been looking at a lot of data and have found that for many reasons, we think that this project 
while nobly intentioned and advocated for for quite some time by members of the Restore Our Community Coalition, is not the true solution to either the problems that the highway creates or to uh, reconnecting the communities divided by it or creating a, a real investment in, uh, in the east side of Buffalo. Now, you're talking about the 0.8-mile cap that we go over. Brian and I have talked about this, I think, at least once a week um, <laughs> for the last few months. Um, and, and as you said, I mean, the intentions, they're good intentions, right, that are there. Now, do you have an alternate plan that you would like to see in place on where the 33 currently sits? We do, and, and that's a good point, is that we're not just people saying that this is a problem. We've presented an alternate solution uh, so we believe that for a multitude of reasons that the best solution would be to fill in this portion of the 33 and fully restore the historic Olmsted Humboldt Parkway. Uh, you know, Buffalo is the first city in the United States with an interconnected park and parkway system. There's so much history here in Buffalo, and we think that restoring it would um, would go a long way in, you know, sort of building a, a new foundation as we're about to move into, you know, Buffalo's third century. Um, we also have crunched the numbers on this. So there's $1.2 billion, as you said. This would be the most expensive stretch of highway, not in Western New York or the state of New York or even the Eastern Seaboard. It would be the most expensive highway project in the entire world, mile for mile. Um, so with that money, we believe that filling it in would cost, you know, between Two and three hundred million dollars. That leaves you with between a billion and nine hundred million dollars. Uh, so we think that uh, the East Side Airport extension of the NFTA Metro Rail would help to alleviate suburban traffic concerns that some have mentioned. We think that could be done for about half a billion dollars, with half a billion dollars matched from the federal government. Uh, so that still leaves you with about five hundred million dollars to make improvements to the neighborhood, the radial streets that would carry traffic in from some of the suburbs, uh, as well as the local community infrastructure improvements like roads and uh, sidewalks, curbs, and street lighting that is also part of the plans that have come from the DOT. Um, you know, folks say you can't have your cake and eat it too, but the thing is $1.2 billion buys a lot of cake. And I think this is an instance where uh, this investment that does have to be used on transit infrastructure um, could be used to bring uh, revitalization of neighborhoods, community development, not just to Humboldt Parkway, uh, as they do deserve, but to the entire east side. You, you already got to my first question. So filling it in, you would then have the questions, okay, where did the cars go, right, on the 33, uh, which is my question every time the 198's brought up, right? Um, where did the cars go? Because we've already seen people don't want to go 20 miles on the 198, so they clog up Parkside, Hurdle, and all those streets. You have a few less people now that Madai's closed. Um, but where – so you, you mentioned the Metro Rail, which – I'm a big fan of it. I think the metro rail should be expanded all over Western New York. Um, but you bring up these ideas. You're still going to have some cars that are going to want to go somewhere once you go fill in. What what would you say to that person in Amherst who wants to get to work downtown? So I would say that Buffalo uh, not only is probably the best design city when it comes to its design of the, the streets themselves, 
but downtown is served by a highway right now. We've got the 190 and the 90 that you could use, say you're coming from Amherst. Um, it may add a couple of minutes to your commute, but I think uh, the the investment in a project like this is worth a couple of minutes, especially if we are able to get some things completed like this airport extension. You know, you build a large parking lot out near the airport. Folks can park for free, get on the metro rail and ride straight into downtown and ride straight out. Um, you know, this is something that's been done in cities across the country. Um, and cap and cover projects, again, while well-intentioned, um, are really a, a solution to this problem from, you know, 10 or, this is a 10 or 15-year-old if not more, solution. Um, so we think by having a comprehensive plan, uh, you know, we've looked at some traffic studies that show that the highways that exist right now, as well as the radial streets, can handle an increase in the traffic. Most of these roads, the radials that come that run east-west, are at uh, shockingly low numbers of their potential capacity. And then the county has received a grant to install uh, something called MyoVision, which are like AI-controlled streetlights that would synchronize traffic pretty much all across the entire region and allow traffic to move pretty freely through intersections. Um, so, you know, I think a, a two-minute, two or three minutes added to your commute, um, I think over time, while it may seem frustrating right now, we know there are plans from the uh, greater Buffalo Niagara Regional Transit Council um, with the 198 right now that's going to further restrict that road. So that's something that uh, does need to be considered. Um, but they, funny enough, aren't part of this project, which is funny considering that the 33 currently runs directly into the 198 and they're not consulting on this at all. Uh, so from what we've looked at with the data, um, it, it seems like there wouldn't be an adverse effect on traffic throughout the region. Um, and by, again, you know, doing things like a metro rail expansion, our goal, I think, should be to take a lot of these cars off the street in the first place for commutes where you don't really need one. Um, you know, most cars spend something like 95% of their operating life standing still anyway. So I think we should give people the opportunity to move around this region without needing one. Um, and I think it's an important thing for the future as we talk about uh, you know, the the impacts of climate change that people predict are going to result in people uh, and large increase in population in this region. Um, I think that building that kind of a foundation for the future change is really important. And, you know, we're looking at a future with fewer and fewer cars. Um, we think for $1.2 billion, we can start to lay that groundwork now. Have you spoken to any of the officials? We'll get to the the New York DOT. Have you spoken to any of the elected officials who are part of supporting this um, current plan? Uh, believe me, we've tried. Um, they have sent uh, you know representatives of their offices to a couple of our meetings, mostly just to listen to our concerns. Um, you know, we've we've been told that this project is what it is, and that there seems to not be a lot of movement. Uh, from those elected officials. I've spoken to other elected officials, funny enough, who, unfortunately, the ones who don't represent uh, the Humboldt Parkway, who actually have said plainly that they all kind of know this isn't the real solution to the problem, um, but that for, frankly, political reasons, they don't feel comfortable speaking out in opposition uh, to it or in, to present a, an alternative, um, but also that you know, I think there are some political considerations when it comes to the suburbs uh, and a, a lack of willingness to create a minor inconvenience for those folks that they think may sort of uh, 
come back to bite them uh, the first Tuesday of uh, an upcoming November. Now, um, the New York DOT, they held these, pro- these public hearings. Yes, Were you guys did. at these public hearings? So I was at them independently. So the coalition really is something that was formed after the DOT revealed their initial plans in June at a meeting at the uh, Buffalo Science Museum. Um, but those meetings were very small. It was a couple of folks meeting in a room. I got involved with the coalition after the public hearings when it became pretty clear that there's a lot of opposition to the project as stated, and frankly, that a lot of folks in the community and across the region aren't being informed properly about what the project is and isn't. Um, I went out canvassing just last weekend on Humboldt Parkway, and across one cross street, I spoke to two different homeowners who have completely and totally different and incongruent ideas about what the DOT has proposed. There's going to be no filtration on this thing, which will result in a higher concentration of emissions in particular matter at either end of the tunnel, including one of them in MLK Park, where you know I think if it's a place that we want kids to play and you know, have access to green space, they shouldn't be at the end of a fire hose of pollution. At the other end, it pushes uh, the particulate matter and other emissions out into parts of the Hamlin Park in Trinidad neighborhoods um, that were that also had this parkway stolen from them, frankly, when uh, the 33 was put in. And there are many folks who believe this is the first phase of a multi-step process to reconnect Martin Luther King Jr. Park and Delaware Park as Humboldt Parkway did previously. However, creating this tunnel actually would make that connection more or less impossible. Um, now, theoretically, if we had an infinite amount of money, you could dig this tunnel further 60 or so feet underground at the 33198 interchange, but that's what would need to happen in order to complete this tunnel. It, it's it's logistically impossible. Um, so the folks' goals, again, are noble, but if the ultimate goal is to reconnect these two parks and to bring back uh, you know, this hallmark uh, of historic Buffalo, it makes it pretty much Uh, impossible. And many of the folks who've been advocating for this solution for years have an ultimate goal of reconnecting these two parks. Um, You know, the Skajakwita Creek is right under that 33198 interchange. So you'd have to go all the way under it. And there's a a utility infrastructure for the sewers under there as well. So you'd have to go something like 60 feet down at a pretty steep grade and find a way to get people back up above ground. It just it just seems impossible. Now, the governor, I think this was like a month ago, the governor said, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, it's either this or you don't get the money. And again, I'm paraphrasing what she said. What was your response to her comments saying, hey, we're going full with the cap on the 33, that's the plan, and that's what the money's been allocated for? Yeah, there are a few folks I know that the majority leader, uh, I believe on this network, said that you know if the people don't want this project, then let the money go somewhere else. Um, so the money is, uh, the vast majority of it's from the state transit capital plan, which means it's up to the governor ultimately what happens with the money. There's $55 million from the Federal Reconnecting Communities Program, uh, which is being administered by Pete Buttigieg. That's why he came here earlier in the year. Um, the 33, this portion of it already requires re- massive repairs, something like between 700 and $800 million in repairs. The walls are in poor condition, the bridges are in poor condition, and that all needs to be replaced. And the walls, it's not like tearing out drywall in your house and you just slap something new up there. They've got to dig down anyway and do much of this work. Uh, So 
again, it's up to the governor's discretion. Uh, the same tactic was frankly used uh, for the plans with the Skajakwita Expressway. And when the community came out in opposition to those plans, the authority over that project was given to the GBNRTC, which is our regional transit council. And the money that had been allocated was placed into what's called the tip account, essentially like the Al Gore style lockbox for the listeners who kind of remember that from the 90s. Uh, and that project's going forward with a much more community input, and it looks a lot closer to what they've been advocating for. So that's what we're asking for. We're asking for a, a full environmental impact statement which uh, the DOT is seeking to avoid um, that would, uh, you know, comprise of things like a, a full health impact study. Um, and there, there are movements across the country. I just read an article, I think, that was published today or by NPR about a group of folks in New Orleans uh, who are sort of facing a very similar situation where the state government and the city have said that, well, you know, we don't want to remove this thing. We're just going to build, you know, some minor infrastructure improvements. Um, and, and they, much like us, know that that's not the real solution. Um, and I don't think, frankly, that the political pressure that the governor would face by black voters, not just here in western New York, but across the state, if you come here after 514 and say that, you know, this community has been long disadvantaged and targeted by state policies, if you're just going to take your ball and go home, you know, I think I and many folks in the coalition and people across the state are going to, you know, start to organize with black voters and say that we, you know, can't trust Kathy Hochul. Um, and, I, and I don't say that as a shot at her. You know, I think it's just the political reality that she had a tough time in her last election. And if she doesn't have black voters the next time, she'll lose. Um, and I certainly, you know, don't want the state under Republican control. Uh, but, you know, I think we've got leverage you know, for, for leverage to work, you need a lever and a fulcrum. Your lever is your vote, and the fulcrum is a billion-dollar investment promised to a disadvantaged community, largely because of uh, a racist history and the events of 514. So I think it would be, uh, you know, politically, you know, <laughs> disastrous to take this money uh, out of Western New York and out of the east side, frankly. You know, and we're not trying to take this money on the other side of Main Street. Some folks may like that some folks may not but that's what it is we think this billion dollars should be invested in the east side but we think we can get a lot more for the east side for this money than what's going to come of this project so what's next you, you talked about the nydot environmental study maybe maybe not releasing that yeah so i mean you know we hear things through the grapevine again because there are a lot of folks who are involved in this who know that the project isn't what it should be um, so we've heard that they're planning to release what's called a finding of no significant impact somewhere around the Christmas holiday. You know, it's a time-tested media strategy when, you know, nobody's looking at the TV or the newspaper to release, you know, frankly, bad news. Um, and what this finding of no significant impact, I think, will largely say is that, well, you know, the air quality overall doesn't get any worse um, you know, over the stated project area, but we know again at the portal ends of this tunnel that it will be increasing pretty significant, uh, decreasing rather the quality of that air pretty significantly. Um, so I've had the idea that we'll release our own finding of no significant impact, which is that while it will not significantly negatively impact the overall air quality, it won't impact it positively very much either. It won't have significant economic impact, it won't have significant social impact. And that, you know, by releasing a, 
a plan that would be more comprehensive, we can make a significant impact. Not all impacts are bad, not all impacts are good, but we think we can have a much more significant positive impact if you implement a plan that's closer to what we've been talking about for the last few months. Well, Matt, uh, the talk of this project's not going away anytime soon, and I'm sure we'll be talking more about it uh, in the future. Like I said, Brian and I probably spend a, a show a week talking about this 33 project. And let me tell you, just by phone calls alone uh, that we get from people in the area, um, it doesn't seem to have the support. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like um, the majority of people in that area, and I, and I am one of the people who... Uh, believe it's people in the area who should get the say, um, seem to not want the current project as it stands right now. So uh, I, I think that's very true. And quickly, there's a, a new Instagram account that popped up a few days ago called 33 underscore public underscore comments. Um, those comments were released earlier this week, and they are going through and posting screenshots of the different letters that were sent. And it is clear that, especially if you take away folks with vested interest in a massive construction project like this, um, not to throw shade at my friends in organized labor, uh, but we're not trying to take money out of their pockets either. There's a significant portion of form letters in there from organized labor. There are form letters also that state support for a project that is completely and totally outside of the scope of what the DOT has proposed. So, you know, I encourage folks to take a look at that and come to their own conclusions. Ultimately, if you want to see something different done with this, you know, call the governor, call your assembly person, your state senator, and let them know that the east side deserves more than what they've been offered. And if you call Tim Kennedy and he answers, uh, let him know I've been trying to contact him. <laughs> Matt Deering, always great to uh, catch up with you. Absolutely, Joe. Thanks for the time. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.